while, while they're working on that. Uh, it was really amazing. You could just see the, all the different things we got to do with all different groups of people. Everyone was super involved and everyone was able to have a part in, in touching someone's life. And it wasn't, just, um, it wasn't just a trip that there was like half the people kind of going hard and half the people kind of, you have to kind of pull them along. Everyone was pulling their weight. Uh, there was three different churches that, that went to meet up with Journey Church, which is the local church. And while we were doing that, we were able to really merge together. And there was, there was really no division. There was no like, my group, your group. It was just, hey, we're all here because we want to see the people in Down Patrick saved for Jesus and see the love of Jesus. So it was really powerful. So that, like, that, ha- that has to do with every single person. It doesn't have to do with, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, just thanks we want to give to Corinne for really helping set it up and, and get us there. And a lot of thanks to um, Tom and Brooke, who are the missionaries that we joined. But like, really, everyone set up to the plate, and it was really, really powerful. Are we able to get even just a song? If, if we don't have the video, we, we, we remember it. Right? Getting it. We're getting it. Should, should I start with mine while they're getting it? Okay. Well, I'll just have my friends up here, so that's fun. So I was, I'm going to share. I was going to share first. And something I was going to share about, you guys can sit if you want. We uh, change of plans. Let's all just take a seat. Um, but yeah, so my, the thing I wanted to really share about was um, I was, me and Andrew were in this room with, uh, with the kids and we sh- so it would be a, all the kids together from all the age groups um, would be in one room. We'd watch a little video. Justin uh, West played an amazing role. Uh, I'm sure he'll share a little bit about what he did um, as, as Irving. He was like this safari guy um and then we'd go into different rooms and our room was the media room so we had a little video that we'd show them about uh, different kids in Africa's life um because it was all Africa African safari theme um and it was really cool because we we did the video asked some questions and then we were able to do the craft with them and so during the craft we had a lot of just um time to talk with them and really you know the questions you could get them you know you could see get their minds engaged with them when you're doing the craft, uh, you could really engage with them and talk with them. And um, the, one, the, one, uh, the one time that I was really powerful was, uh, we, the, the question asked was, what, where's a time in your life that was really, um, looked like something really bad, but God turned around for good? And, you know, some different kids shared, shared little things, but um, then one kid said, um, my uncle just died of cancer. And then another kid said, yeah, um, the, these two people in my life died of cancer too as well. Um, and all the leaders, it, like the room just got super heavy. And we, we realized really the weight of what these kids carry because um, there's just a lot of mental illness there, a lot of, uh, I mean, there's a lot here as well, but there's just a lot of uh, broken homes just like here. Um, and there's cancer just like there is here. And just feeling the weight of, the, of those things that they brought up. And I was just like, God, how is this good? Because we believe that you're good and we're saying that you're good to these kids. So God, would you, would you even show me? Because all of us, none of us had an answer. 
And the Holy Spirit just spoke to me and he said, because this isn't the end. Because there's a place that he's made for us so we don't have to experience the suffering, that we don't have to experience the pain um, of loss, that we, don't ha- that we get to see uh, our loved ones again who have also uh, had victory in Christ. Um, said in a little more child uh, understanding words, um, but just that truth that God is good. Even, you know, it, we, every day we went through, God is good even when life is unfair, when, when life is sad, when life changes, and even when God is good. God, or when life is good, God is good. So that was just really, um, you could just feel like the, the heaviness kind of come off the room. And uh, yeah, it was really beautiful just to see the Holy Spirit just step in when we were like, we have no words for these kids. So that was that. So on that note, we're going to sing, I'm trusting you. So we're ready. So everybody. Okay, you guys can all stand up with us again. So this past week, it was very, um, it was special for me because um, I think it was like the second day we were there, they had a prophecy night. And one of the prophetic words I had was that I was going to help out with people with either physical or mental disabilities. And so there was this little girl, and her name was Willow. And I don't know, she just, she tugged at my heart. And like every day, she would just come in with a big smile and just run up to me and just be like, I want to play with you. Every single day, it was Um, duck, duck, goose, or whatever, didn't matter. Um, But this one day she came in, and she was like, I'm not feeling good. And normally I would just say, oh, I hope you feel better, but I had a prompting from God, pray for her. And so I prayed for this little girl, and then the very next day she just ran in with a big hug, and she said, I'm all better. And it was just, it touched me. And then later on, Um, Brooke, who is um, the children's pastor there, she said, that little girl, she has autism, and it's really hard for her to connect with people. She almost never does. And then on the last day, she told me, you're one of my friends. And so it was just special for me because I saw her connecting with other children and just seeing the difference from what I heard about her life in the past months and the transition that she was having that past week. So that was just special for me, Little Willow. So, yeah. Um, is this one? Okay, I don't think Jess is here. So we're going to share about the football club next, Andrew and Matthew Herbert. All righty. Yeah, so I had the privilege of, um, I'm just going to sit down. That's cozy, right? Everyone's sitting, so I'm going to sit. But, um, so yeah, I had the privilege of doing both the football club as well as the kids club, but I'm sharing from the football club, which for those of you who don't know, football is what we call soccer here in America. So just to, to uh, straighten that out. But um, so anyways, um, what I'm going to share about is I got to meet this one. So my first day with the football club, I was with the oldest age, age group, and um, which was cool. Got to develop some relationship with uh, different kids. And then second day... Um, the, the youngest age group, which would probably have been like five, six in there, they were overwhelmed and they needed some help. So they, they sent me down. So I got to work with the younger kids. And um, it was really cool. The first, my first day working with the younger kids, 
I got to meet this one kid. His name was Ezzedine. And uh, you might think that doesn't sound like an Irish name because it's not. Um, he is a, uh, a Syrian refugee and um, doesn't speak any English whatsoever. And um, it was just like, like my first day working, you know, with all the kids and him being one of them. It was kind of like, okay, you know, we're doing different activities and, you know, the language barriers there. And um, so it was like kind of hard for him to understand what we were doing. So it was just kind of, I just took the mentality, okay, as long as he stays somewhere nearby, we're okay. And um, so just focus more on the other kids. And um, so that was just kind of the first interactions I had with him. The next day, he didn't show up. And that, um, that next day was Thursday. So then Friday was our last day. And uh, Ezzedine showed up again. And um, he showed up. And, I, you know, I just decided, you know, I'm going to really, despite the language barrier, I'm really going to try to try to work with him. And, um, yeah, it was... It was really cool. I just, you know, grabbed the, grabbed the football and just started dribbling it. And um, I just kept saying dribble, dribble, dribble over and over again. Like, I get his attention. It's like, Ezzedine, look here, look here, dribble, dribble. And I would be dribbling the soccer ball as I would say that. And then I'd give him the soccer ball, and then I'd start saying dribble over and over again. And then he started to catch on. So whenever I would say dribble, he would start dribbling the soccer ball. And I did the same thing for, like, shooting, to shoot the soccer ball. And um, so that was just really cool. Also, just, you know, we played like sharks and minnows. And I went, I went over to, with a, a penny to get put, you know, to give him a penny. He was first like, mm, no, I don't want it. But then I was like, no, 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 as a dean, look. And then I grabbed the penny for myself and I showed him that we're tucking it in, you know, so, so that um, they can grab it and take it out. And he was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, he didn't say, oh, okay, but, you know, he, he took it from me and um, he put it, you know, he put it in. And uh, just cool, just like in the midst of that game, just helping him, like, to play in the game, like, oh, over here, go get them, or like, here, we got to run over here to this safe spot, and, um, and he just had a blast, like, uh, and, um, and what else? Oh, yes, yeah, so what we do each day with the football club is we would pick out one kid who was the best player, um, another kid who was the, uh, the most improved, and then another kid who was the most encouraging. Now, for that age bracket, it's hard to find a most encouraging kid because they're kind of like me. I want this baller. Or they, you know, do off their own thing. And um, but that same day, when I really decided to work with Ezzedine, um, there was a name tag that fell off in the grass, and he just picked it up and he walked over to me and showed it to me. And obviously, he didn't understand anything I was saying, but I'm like, oh, Ezzedine, well, that's Blaine's, go take it to Blaine, and I pointed to Blaine, and then he just walks right over and hands Blaine back his, uh, his name tag, and um, I was like, absolutely, this Ezzedine's definitely got to get the most encouraging award, because, yeah, so that, on the last day, he got that certificate for the most encouraging, and um, it was just cool just to develop relation with, relationship with him, and I think the thing that really just let me know that just having a profound impact was at their block party later that night. I was just walking around taking photos. And, um, and as I was walking around, um, Ezzedine walked up. He walked up to me and he smiled and waved like he, like he came up to me. And um, so that was just, just really cool. Just a lot of just, just loving on people and not letting language be a barrier, you know. And because, um, yeah, love is our, our native. I saw Switchfoot's concert last night and... Uh, Love is our native tongue is one of the, the themes, and just we don't need to communicate love. We, you know, that transcends languages. So, so yeah. Thank you. Oh, there he is. There you go. Oh wait, Andy. There's one thing that um, you were getting wrong. You were calling them pennies, but over in Ireland they actually call them bibs.
Yeah. yeah. Go take a seat now. <laughs> so uh, I was able to work with uh, the 8 through 10-year-olds. Not going to lie, like half of them are probably better than me at the sport. Uh, I probably got magged about 20 times. Um, a, couple of, a couple of us got called trashed Americans. Um, yeah. Fun age group, you know. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Um, I was going in, I was like, I wasn't able to do kids club because I was doing the soccer club or football club. So I was thinking, I was like, man, what am I going to do here? Like, how am I going to express uh, the word of God or share God's love just by playing football? And I was kind of feeling discouraged going in. And um, just throughout the week, um, just hanging out with the kids, um, playing football with them. Uh, and then the last day, it was just like really uh, eye-opening to see, um, you know, just like how, how much they wanted to see me again, how much they wanted to play football with us again. And then also seeing them at like the street parties and, or youth club. Um, so like the discouragement that I felt earlier in the week was flipped because I knew that what I was doing was just sharing God's love and been uh, bringing the name of Journey Church to them, knowing that, oh yeah, I remember that, that American, he was with Journey Church, we went to that street party, we were doing balloon animals and all that. So it was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, yeah, just not being able to do kids club, but knowing the football club uh, really reached uh, the kids of Downpatrick. All right, thank you guys. All right. Uh, next, we're going to be sharing about the rubbish um, cleanup stories, and that's Amanda Page and Monica, and I was part of that group, too. And um, there was a city councilman that kind of led us around to the different neighborhoods, and they call them estates there, and we just did a lot of cleanup, uh, sidewalks along curbs, pulling weeds and all kinds of stuff, and he was really amazed at how our groups came together and helped out. We really transformed that whole town. It was really great. So, Amanda? Good morning, everybody. Um, so people keep asking me, like people at work and around, like, oh, how, you know, how was your trip? How was your trip? And like, I always, the first thing that I always start with is, it's funny because over in Northern Ireland, you know, they call certain things different things. For example, trash is rubbish. And um, you can't say um, pants over there. So if like you like someone's pants, um, pants actually means their underwear. So like we're so used to like, oh my gosh, I love your pants. And like they'd be super offended if you said that. So just if you ever go to Northern Ireland, don't say that you like someone's pants because they probably won't take it very nicely. Um, but so I, um, I was part of Kids Club. And then when we weren't doing Kids Club, we were doing um, Rubbish Crew. And um, something that really stuck out to me was we, different days, different days we had different things to do. So like the first day was like super intense. Uh, we were at this area where there were people who, they weren't, the way they lived, they weren't used to having like a trash service. So they have been throwing their trash um, just like in this area for like years and years and years. And so I worked really closely. Jordan was like my partner, um, but it was like, Literally, there, was, there would be a bag of trash, and you'd pick it up, and you'd throw it away, and then there was a layer of grass, and you could see, like, a trash bag sticking up out of the grass, and you would pull the trash bag, and then there would be another layer of trash. 
So then the, there, was, there was the most disgusting things I've probably ever seen, like diapers that have been there for years and like, you know, the mushy stuff like in the diaper, it was like brown and like Jordan was like touching it with a glove, with a glove, but it was really, it was really grody. Um, so that, you know, there was couches, there was trampolines, et cetera, et cetera, all like in that type of area. Um, and then there were other days where we just kind of went to streets um, and, and we had litter pickers, and it was just like picking up cigarette butts or, or picking up gum wrappers. And, um, you know, some days felt more productive than others. And so we were at this uh, street cleanup. We were just litter picking and picking up cigarette butts. And uh, a guy walked past me, and he pretty much said to me, like, I don't even know why you're doing this. Like, it's just going to be like this tomorrow. There's no point. And that's what he said. And um, it really made me feel super discouraged. Like, you know, it's true. Like, someone's going to smoke later and throw the cigarette butt, and it's literally going to look like this later. Um, so I kind of felt like, you know, we could be doing picking up diapers and trampolines out of, out of grassy areas. Like, why am I wasting my time here with cigarette butts? Um, and so later that day, um, you know, just continuing the work, doing what I had to do, and uh, a lady walked by and... She was like, thank you for what you're doing. Well done. And uh, that, like, really touched my heart because it, it reminds me a lot of things in life when we feel like oh, we're praying for this person and, like, what's the point? Or, you know, I'm constantly talking to someone who, like, needs Jesus and there's, there's been no, no progress. And just the woman at the end of the day who said well done reminds me of, like, you know, when I get to heaven, God's going to be like, well done, good and faithful servant. Like, even when you feel like it might be minuscule or pointless or like, why am I doing this? Like, there is a greater reason. So that was something that really stuck out to me on the trip. Okay. So we were like halfway, th we were, I was part of the rubbish crew and we were doing, we're cleaning up trash in one of the estates. That's what they call a neighborhood. And there was this kid, he was like 12 or 13, his name was Dylan. And we were just cleaning up trash and he started, he asked like he was, he wanted another one. We were wearing these vests and he wanted one to be a part of it. And he just started cleaning up with us. And it was really great to see like little kids, help, or teenagers helping us because they could be doing like much worse than that. They could be doing other stuff. And just seeing one of the kids help out was really great because he just, I got to talk to him about like what he likes to do and what I like to do. And then we got to talk about God and everything. And it was just really great to be a part of like him. And then, yeah. Um, so the one day, like, let's be honest, cleaning up trash is not a fun job. Like you wouldn't want to do it. But the one day, this little girl, she, came, she saw us, like, cleaning up, and so she ran out of her house, and she came down, and she started picking up trash with us, like, with her bare hands. She was picking up, like, chewed up gum and everything, and it was just, like, really great to see that, like, she just wanted to help, and her mom called her back into the house, and as she was leaving, she was like, my mom's going to yell at me, but I don't care because I don't like litter, and I'd rather be picking up litter than that, so that was really great. So really quick, so another thing that I had to share was I was picking up trash and some lady called me over. No, just stay here, because I like you. And, um, and, this, and this lady goes to me, 
how did you get all these kids to, to pick up all this trash? Like, how do I get the kids in my estate to do that? Like, how? Like how? And I was like, you know what? These kids love God, and they want to make an impact on your community. And so, like, that just really touched my heart because, like, I know that the, you know, the people that we took on this trip, especially the teenagers and young adults, like, they worked really, really hard, and they did a really great job. So, and it was noticed by the people in the community, you know, just this lady saying, like, how, how did you get them to do this? So... Uh, I was also on the rubbish crew, and um, we had, I think, 38 people all together go to help out Journey Church over there. There was a team from Monroeville out near Pittsburgh and also a team from Cleveland. So all of us working together, um, Cadogan, the city council guy, he was just blown away by how well we worked together, our attitudes, where there was no grumbling. It's like everybody just dug in and just did what they needed to do, and it was really amazing. To put this in perspective... We did 1,500 bags of rubbish. That's only what we could fit in trash bags. We had appliances, sofas, I mean, uh, garbage bins. And what a lot of the places were like was like a row home. And we did litter picking in the front, but around back there was probably like a four-foot walkway that people would get into the backs of their homes, right? Cluttered. They probably haven't used these for years because there was just so much trash. I mean, we took bins and just everything out and made these walkways usable again. And one of the things that this lady came out and said, this elderly lady, she's disabled and hasn't been able to use the back of her house or that back door for a long time. Would you be able to clear that brush out? And I mean, I'm talking brush, jaggers, uh, just nasty stuff hanging over, completely consuming this walkway. And we just got pruners, and we just went to it and cleared the whole area up that she could use that again. It just blessed that lady so much. And to see the people actually start coming out of their homes and helping us pick up trash. Even kids. There was this little boy, Dylan, who wanted a bib, and he went around with us that whole morning and just picked up in his neighborhood. And it was really amazing. And, um, you know, it was just to see the rubbish probably would have filled the sanctuary. I mean, we had piles of stuff, old bikes, and I mean, you name it, we found it in the woods or, or anywhere. It was incredible, but uh, we really, really made a big difference in that town. It was, it was beautiful. Okay, next. All right, next we have uh, some guys going to share about the street parties. First of all, we got to praise God for the weather. Me, uh, we were praying for it. Me and Steve were talking, it's the power of the tongue. We were talking life into the weather. It showed bad weather, but we were saying it's going to be good weather. And the only time it rained was on Sunday when we didn't need to be outside. And um, the block parties, uh, they were like fun activity. You know, even in people's, the midst of people's sorrows and downs, it was good just to see people like smile and get together. And a lot of people were like, wow, this is free. Like they never heard of such a thing. Like this is free. I think we had over like we had like 300 people show up. It was amazing, and like just to like, even though we're here and they're there, it's like we're not so different because we all have one God that we serve, and see the love of God in our hearts, and see the love of God in their hearts. It's like, it's like a second family there. It's like, you know, we're all at the end just like embracing hugs because it's like we want to see each other again. We didn't want to let each other go. It was just a beautiful thing. Man. 
so I love the street parties, like watching all these kids uh, have so much fun in the bouncy houses and everything. But there was this one night, um, I was talking with this one guy and he was telling me how he used to go to the church and he was just telling me all these different things like his hunting experiences and then he started showing me pictures of his dog and his grandson and everything. And he was also teaching me more some of the Irish slang and everything. And so that was pretty fun. And I just loved to get to know him and everything. And um, I just want to say all the Ireland people are so nice and loving and caring and everything. And yeah. What, okay how we started off the trip. It was uh, a little crazy. We started off in the morning, Friday morning, to get the, our flights. And we had to fly down to Charlotte, which was a two-hour flight. And then we flew eight hours over to Dublin. And it seemed like the plane was so cramped. I mean, nobody slept. We had some turbulence and things like that. And it was, it was rough. We were all like just shot, a whole day of travel. So we get over there Saturday morning, and there's no time to rest. I mean, right to the church, we got busy the whole day. So we started off with just getting briefed and prayer and things like that, instructions of what we were going to do. If you were in football club or, or a kids club and stuff like that, we were just helping do the decorations and things like that. Super, so we were so busy all day Saturday, and then Sunday we had church and youth group at night. And then, um, but our typical day was we got up uh, in the morning and had breakfast. We went to the church. Uh, got our instructions for the day. If you were on street cleanup or football club, you got your instructions of what you had to do. And then we went out and did street cleanup in the morning, uh, or some people did the, the kids club. And then we came back, ate uh, lunch really quick, and then we had to go to either football club or help out with um, the VBS again. And then we came back for supper, uh, got set up for the street parties every single day, setting up that big cage for them to play soccer in. And then that lasted two hours till 6.30, tear everything down, put everything away, get ready for youth club at night. So it's like the whole day was like boom, boom, boom. I mean, there was no time to rest. And um, it was just amazing how everything just came together and how people worked together. And uh, so then at night we would just go back to the place, it was called a hostel, where we stayed and the boys slept in a church with no bathroom. And I was like, oh, no, that's not me. I'm, I'm going to stay in the house. So, but it was really, the accommodations were great. The people who fed us were really great in the morning and stuff. So, yeah, it was, it was an incredible time. Okay, so next, um, what do we have here? Yeah, the youth club stories, Tyler. Okay, um, the youth club, these, ki these kids were so energetic and probably more energetic than me, but that's hard to say, but that's true. Uh, these kids were all over the place. Um, always, but I connected with two of them. Uh, one kid was in a wheelchair, and his name was Nathan, and uh, I've been talking to him, and uh, the last night... The last Sunday that we were there, the day before we went home, I was asking him, uh, did you give your life to the Lord yet? And he said no. So I got to lead him in prayer, and I told him that he's going to use his disability to impact most other people who don't understand why he's living for God. And this is the reason why he's living for God. He's living 
uh, because of the fire in his heart, not because of him being in a wheelchair. Yes, he may not be able to go to places that allow him to, but God will make a way. And wherever he is in Northern Ireland, that'll be the way if he can't get to other places. And then I also talked to this uh, other kid. Uh, one, his brother is uh, was um, the guy who helped out with breakfast. His name was Aunt Aiden, Aiden Finnegan. Yeah, so his brother also didn't know Christ, but came to the youth to uh, just to hang out with his friends and all. And uh, I prayed with him too, and I told him that uh, God has a plan for you, even though if you can't see it, um, us being here is the reason why God has a plan for you. We are here to help you and everybody else here, and God loves you. And he just gave me a big old hug and started crying. And uh He's like, man, I never cried in so long. It's It's been so hard. And uh, I'm not going to go into it with his story, but his story is pretty good. It's 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 impactful, and I, I loved it. And just to see all their energy and them welcoming us Americans who are trash into, the, into Northern Ireland is awesome because um, I know that not a lot of call us that, but a couple of them did. You could just tell by the smirks on their face that, oh, these people, why are they here? Well, those people are the ones that we had to go talk to, and that's why we were there. Uh, also, there was a, I'm going to go into a little bit of the VBS part, just real quick. Uh, a little kid named Alec, he was, I think he was 10 to 11 years old, and I'm in touch with their parents still. Uh he didn't. He was on the fence of giving his life to, life to God, and I was there to help him along the way in the end to give his life to God on the last day of EBS. He finally made a decision. Is like, I want to do this. I want to live for God. The things that you guys are doing, I want to do when I'm older. And I was like, well, you can do them now. You can you can go help clean up streets that even you're around your own estate, you can go help. And uh, just a smile on his face when I said that uh, lit me up. I was, I got to pray with him, and I started crying. I don't know if he heard me, but he probably did. But uh, it was, it was awesome. It was an awesome experience to help out with the kids and the youth, and so impactful. Man, one of the hardest things I've ever been asked to do is turn 10 of the best days of my life into two minutes. Uh, I don't know where to start. I was uh, a big part of the kids club with games, so I got to see all three of the age groups with Amanda and Justin and Tyler and Rodney. And it was just so amazing seeing all the kids' smiles, just playing a few simple games and slowly inching the word of God into their hearts, you know, through just simple little games and stuff. But it was just so amazing seeing kids that I didn't even remember the name of being like, Jordan, Jordan, come here, come here. You want to play with me? Or like even going out into the streets like they were saying and just kids coming to help us and remembering my name. And I'm like, I don't even know your name. <laughs> but it was just so amazing how God just worked and played into every little kid's life and just touched my heart even. Like as many of you may know, I'm Rodney Bainey's brother and you know, I, I sort of was jealous, I'm jealous of the way Rodney lives for Christ and just the way Rodney is for God and how he's always at church and how he loves to be here and just loves to be surrounded by the presence of God. And if I'm being honest, that's not where I was. And I knew by going on this trip, you know, something had to change. 
And it, it took a few days, but God really just went inside of me and showed me through youth club how those kids, you know, they, even though they come from troubled backgrounds, worse backgrounds than I'm through, they can learn to have fun just playing a few simple competitive games with their friends or with us trash Americans. It was just so beautiful to see the way these kids' hearts were turning around, even though, you know, they may smoke or they may have just had a drink that night even. It was just amazing to see how they could, you know, grow with God as I was also. And just, it was just such a beautiful orchestra from God, like the way everything just fell into place and how everyone just connected and worked together. And I'm just more than grateful for being given the honor to go on this trip with this wonderful team and this wonderful church and Corinne and Matt helping us and Steve, of course. I'm just beyond grateful and I wouldn't have been able to do it without God. All right, cool. All right, can everybody see me? Okay, that's great. Yeah, I write things down because I can't remember them well. But yeah, this was a really incredible, crazy week. And I wish I had like a really like good story of just me. However, um, a lot of my story is just really like our story, you know? Um, just what we collectively accomplished together as a body of Christ. Um, I remember during the week when we had lunch, um, we had this task of having to do all the dishes and we had this assembly line going like someone would wash, someone would rinse, there would be a dryer. And a more, majority of the time, I would just like move stacks of plates from like point A to point B. And I just like felt like, huh, this seems just like a simple task. Maybe someone else could do it, but just like we all needed everyone in, the, in that assembly line. And honestly, my job, it felt like small. However, if you can remember anything, I just, I did my job so they could do theirs. Um, if you can remember that, just I did my job so they could do theirs. In kids club, I was just doing skits. I was Irving Carter. I have this terrible Australian accent. Oh, mate. Oh, simply awful. Awful, mate. And uh, yeah, the first day I switched from British to Irish to Scottish to English to American to Australian. And yeah, it was, it was a bad day. <laughs> but I ended on Australian, so I'm like, okay, stay Australian for the rest of the day. Yeah. But yeah, they really could have used you because you're actually Australian. It would have been great. Yeah. And like... Tyler was saying, this one kid named Alec, you know, he asked Jesus to be his savior, you know, and Tyler just prayed with him. And my kids, they basically just wanted to play, like, horsey ride, get a ride on my shoulders, you know. And, like, for me, I felt like, wow, like, Tyler's bringing people to Christ, and I'm just, like, doing skits, you know. My job seems small, but I remembered, like, hey, you know, I'm doing his jo my job, so Tyler can do his job. I remember uh, just the one night at youth club, I was putting away stacks of chairs, and um, it was almost the end of the night, and there was this uh, just girl there, 
on the side that was crying. And I remember uh, Tierna and Jess and Tucker, they were just like praying for her and just like uh, speaking into her life. And she was just in tears. And I remember having to leave. And I was just like uh, stacking these chairs seems like insignificant. Like I should be out here like doing something or praying for someone or, or doing something else. But just that, that simple uh, thought of, hey, I'm doing, I'm doing my job so that they can do theirs. Yeah, and that's about, that's about it for me. Thank you, Justin. Yeah, just, you can put it up there. Do we have a song um, for closing or not? No? Okay. Um, I tell you what, I was so blessed to be part of this team. Um, I had decided to go, and then realizing how much money I was going to have to put out at first, uh, I knew I couldn't do it, and some of the other youth here were kind of disappointed, and I was like, I just, I can't swing it. To the end of that Sunday service, I had a boy come up and say, Steve, you're going to Northern Ireland. I said, no, I'm already, I'm sorry, I, I can't do it. I already told you that. And he's like, no, you're going to Northern Ireland. And he paid for a majority of my trip to go. That blew me away. But that's the kind of kids, youth that we have here in this church. They got great hearts. I'll tell you what. Just to see Rodney and Tyler going around during the street party to clean up trash, to, just to keep after it, was a real blessing. Amanda's smile the whole time the riding bull was going on, lifting kids up. I mean, just the smile never left her, flate, uh, her face, and it just blessed me so much. Like, everybody had their job to do and was so busy, and it was just incredible to be part of it. You know, it was just a great, great week. You know, we are called to be God's hands and feet, Right? And Community Day is coming up Saturday. What a great, great time to be God's hand and feet right here in our own communities to serve. I'll tell you what, every time I've gone on a mission trip, I walk away with more than what I've given. And that's what God does. He just replenishes. He restores. Um, it's just incredible. So, you know what? Just next time there's a mission trip roll around, sign up. You will not be disappointed. God is so faithful. He is so good. And he is a way maker, just like we sang earlier. He provides a way. Amen? So I guess that's the service. Can we just uh, give God, yeah, give God a hand. Thank you so much. So I'm just going to close in prayer. You guys have a great day. God, we just thank you so much again for using us to be, you know, just to come together as a team, Lord God, but have this the way that you moved, Lord God, through the whole week, how, the nice weather, and just how you've incredibly touched our lives, Lord God, through these experiences, the friendships that we've made. Uh, God, just everything that you've done to change hearts over there in Downpatrick, God, we witnessed it, and we just are so grateful to be part of it, God. So I just thank you so much again. Lead us, God, every single day, our, our footsteps. Lord, just light our path. We want to do your will and bring you glory, God. It's all about you, Jesus not about us, but we thank you so much for all that you do. And all God's people said, amen.